Chapter Nine of the Sick Man's Comfort Book by Reverend P. B. Power. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Chapter Nine: A Comfort in the Fear that the Affliction Will Be Long. Yes, my dear reader, I can sympathize with you in your fear that your trial, whatever it is, will be long. This thought adds, I can quite believe, to your trouble. If only you could see an end of it, that would take away half the burden. But that is the very thing that you cannot do. And so we must cast about for the comfort which belongs to this particular phase of your trial. And there are comforts to be had. For the Holy One, who allows your affliction to be long, has not ordained any state on this earth which is wholly comfortless. The first grand comfort will come from living by the day. God meant for us to live by the day. It was sin that brought in trouble about the future and distrust of God, and conjured up all sorts of fears and doubts and disbeliefs to people, the long weary time that it brings before the mind. God meant Adam to live by the day, and when he fed men himself from heaven, he fed them by the day. And he says, As is this day, so shall thy strength be, and sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And what we are to pray for is our daily bread. No power on earth will enable us to turn the page of tomorrow's life. Ye know not what shall be on the morrow. If you want to be happy in a long affliction and to go well through it, you must resolutely shut your eyes to tomorrow. Let night be the death of each day's life. God has mercifully cut up life into short pieces, into days. If he had not done so, we must have been overwhelmed. Now we know by every day's experience that we can do what in the aggregate is a great deal, if only we do it bit by bit. And it is bit by bit that we are to bear our long affliction. Never reach forth your hand for tomorrow's trouble. Grace is only for today's. You should not bring upon yourself a need for which there is no promise of supply. Now, is it not a comfort that God does not allow you to be overloaded. You may overload yourself, and if you do, he will let the natural consequence, in the way of a troubled mind, come upon you. But if you are determined not to overload yourself, be happy in the thought that no one else can put too much on you. Therefore you may say, how long the future will be, I know not, but I know that it will and must be a future of days, and as is my day, so also shall my strength be. Be comforted also with the thought that the time of affliction is sometimes much shorter than people expect. People who have looked forward to being invalids for weeks or months or even years have been restored in a marvelous and wholly unexpected way. It may be so with you. You do not know what God has in store for you. I remember a pious physician once saying, God is often better to us than our fears, and in that case it turned out to be so. And if it had not been so, you, good reader, would never have had this little comfort book, whatever other comforts you might have had. Perhaps you may never be wholly raised up. Well, even without this, there may be great blessing before you. You may be raised up to be ever so much better than you are now. Take some comfort out of the possibility of things. You don't know what God still has in store for you. But suppose it should be his holy will that you remain as you are, an invalid, all your life. 
Even here you need not be without comfort. The mighty power of habit will do much for you. From the habit of being on the sofa, or in bed, or being confined to the house, all these trials will be far less than they would have been if they came only at intervals and for short periods. It is also a comfort to think that, no matter how long our trial may be, it will never be too long for God's intention. So far shalt thou go, and no farther, is what he said to the waves of the sea, and though they may rage horribly, yet they can never overpass the sandy limit they have been assigned. And, so far shalt thou go, and no farther, is what he has said with reference to our trial. So then, God's intention will be in this trial as much this day twelve month, or ten years, as it is today, and that being the case, we must not think that we shall have any meaningless trial, any without the presence. Woe indeed would it be to us if our trials could outlive the continuance of God with us. Then indeed we may look forward to cheerless days and dark and fearful nights, to loneliness and faintings. But length will be met by length, the length of our trial by that of his presence. What we have experienced in this way, we shall experience. He says, I am with you always, even unto the end. It is another comfort to reflect that the length of the trial shall not outstrip our requirements. Why we need this or that affliction, we do not always know. The requirements of each man are known only to God. Sometimes we do see these requirements, and then we are apt to deal very superficially with them. We think that a little trial works a great reformation or teaches a great lesson. But God goes to the root. He knows what we want and what he is doing. And every day that we are to have of this trial, if we use it aright, will be filling up some need of our soul. Comfort yourself also with the assurance that the trial will not be too long for your blessing. God cannot send trial without the intention of blessing. Therefore, where the trial is great, we may be sure that the blessing intended is great also. If the trial were to be allowed to lengthen itself out beyond the possibility of fruit-bearing, it would become simply an evil, an objectless infliction. Therefore, say to yourself, this day's trial could not be spared. God has still further blessing in store for me. To be able to reason thus, you must, of course, believe in God, and that practically. And if you do not, I cannot write a comfort book for you at all. I am helpless to comfort without God. And now remember this further. Your trial cannot be longer than the lasting power of God's faithfulness and mercy and patience and power. He will be true to you all through it. His patience will not be exhausted. His power will not come short. You will never be left without God. He will be in all your tomorrows, even as he is in your today, and has been in all your yesterdays. Moreover, you shall not be without alleviations. It shall not be all pain, all depression, all weariness, never a sun gleam, never a smile. The alleviations may come by small instruments, and they may seem trivial to those in health, but the point is not what they are to others, but what to you. God is not strengthened in his resources. He can make plenty of gourds to grow, plenty of chinks through which the sunbeams can penetrate, plenty of sunbeams to come in. 
he can put a pleasure and a power into little things which will absolutely surprise you. What is nothing in health, he will make very precious in illness. Say then to yourself, there are to be alleviations all the way through, never a day without something comforting, and this being the case, I will look out for it, and hail it, and use it when it comes. Believe that long afflictions have their peculiar meaning and blessing. Believe that yours must have. Be sure that they have their peculiar place in God's kingdom, and then, surely, you will not deliberately wish to have them shortened against the will of God and take all the consequences. You cannot see how tremendous in the matter of loss these consequences may be. Do not risk them. Leave all with God, who knows all. The light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Blessed is he that endureth, in the end there is the yielding of the peaceable fruit. If now we have a look forward, by and by we shall have a look backward, upon all the way by which we have been led. Even now, when we look back upon what we would call long periods, how short they seem, although they are comparatively recent. How much shorter will they appear when they are looked back upon from the standpoint of eternity? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Henceforth, then, let the man who fears that his trial will be long determine to keep himself to today. Let him shut himself in by tonight. It is not long to tonight. He can hold out thus far, and let the morrow take care of itself. Who knows what deliverances are before him? Who knows what alleviations? Who knows what his sickness is working for him in the shape of an exceeding weight of glory? There is an end appointed. Each day past is one day less for endurance. But come what will, my God will be faithful to me all through, and will hold me by my right hand, even to the end. End of chapter 9